1: This is probably the craziest week in U.S. history, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. I agree. And yes. to mark that, actually, we have a guest today. Today, with us on the podcast, we have Finn Findlay. He's CEO of Quest Renewables. They specialize in solar carports, and they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. So, Jamie, take it away. Welcome, Finn. Thank Thanks you for coming. very much. Yeah, we're happy to have you on the podcast and uh, learn about Quest Renewables. Thanks. I hope to be a calm spot in your crazy week. Yeah, I bet it's everyone's crazy week. It is. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, anyway, yeah. um, I've always thought every time I see a parking lot, Adam and I have talked about this before, it's just insanity to me that it's not covered in carports and covered in solar power. So uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, can you give me a little bit of background on Quest Renewables and, and the company and how it got started?
2: Sure. Yeah. So Quest Renewables actually has the first solar carport that's designed from the ground up to be an actual solar carport mm-hmm. other systems out there are used to be regular shade carports that people started putting solar panels on top of um, and so through the uh, a multi-year department of energy project we were asked to develop a system from a kind of a blank piece of paper how would you really do this mm-hmm. and so we developed a system that reduces labor reduces uncertainty and greatly speeds up the installation process but delivers you a really effective uh, solar array.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, when did Quest uh, get started?
2: So the research started in 2011, believe it or not, and then we built our first uh, system at the end of 2013.
1: Very good, so it's uh, it's been going for a while. And uh, where are some of your projects? you know we are all over
2: the country um at one point we did a project in portland maine and in portland oregon at the same time and i'm glad the portland maine stuff made it to portland maine and the other portland oregon stuff made it to portland oregon i think i woke up once or twice at night with that bad dream yeah but we do it everywhere uh we're particularly strong on the east coast our system's really robust very strong um good for harsh wind and snow in fact uh Department of Energy has asked us to develop a system uh, for rebuilding Puerto Rico that resists 183 mile an hour winds, uh, which we're doing now.
1: Maybe design it for a little bit more because it seems like it's getting uh, these hurricanes are (laughs) getting a little crazy. Uh, Yes. uh, And Puerto Rico, the more I learn about that uh, state to be, I guess, is or that territory, the crazier it's they pay almost as much for electricity as we do in California. And it's. Unbelievable. And uh, they're on the U.S. dollar. So when uh, I would talk to people in Puerto Rico, they would say, oh, yeah, my electricity bill is, you know, $750 a month. And i was like, wow, right. how can you? How? I mean, it's not like, anyway, so it's, it is uh, pretty amazing. And then the grid there is is being held together with uh, dental floss and duct tape. So It
2: is. And that's exactly what the Department of Energy is interested in, is creating systems that uh, power up as soon as the clouds clear. Um, and mm-hmm. the human impact of that is really substantial. There was a project that just uh, identified about 3,500 deaths that were caused in Puerto Rico by a lack of electrical infrastructure, basically.
1: Yeah, that, I'm sure there's a whole other podcast in, it, it in itself. But uh, so, yeah, kind of getting back to my first thing is, you know, I always think every parking lot should have solar. And who doesn't like shade when they come back to their car? Why do you think it's taking so long for companies and government and anyone who is in the you know has a parking lot, especially shopping centers, especially? Uh, why aren't they all covered in solar? In your opinion?
2: Oh, I think it's just pure and complete insanity. No, I'm <laughs> um, all right. We I, I agree. think you know, there are a number of things that are difficult about solar. Um, one is the transactions difficult. There's lots of pieces to it, and mm-hmm. you have to really know a lot about you know what you're doing. So this the process of Getting solar carports is getting simplified, um, which is good. The costs are coming way, way down. Um, And so we see that, you know, it's always less expensive to put solar on a rooftop or put it on the ground in a green field, Uh, but it doesn't have the ancillary benefits of providing power uh, really where it's needed without having to transport it through substations, et cetera, and also shading cars. And we've done a project, a one megawatt project in South Carolina and the plant manager said, "People are coming early because they want to get a, a spot in the shade. Uh, oh my and that's the yeah. benefit."
1: I've uh, uh, we've we've uh, my company Solar Harmonics. We've had lots and lots of interaction with shopping center, uh, you know, people who own them and people who run them. And I always say, you know, just put up a, a structure where the employees can park, right. and this will encourage them to park and leave the closed spots for the customers. And, right. uh, you know, we can put in EV charge stations, we can put a you know, picnic table out there, that kind of thing. Nope, not interested, I was like, yeah. How but you know, now they're all uh, empty, so. it's
2: uh, Right, it'll get there. Uh, it's yeah, getting there pretty quickly, actually, so, yeah.
1: Well, good, um, yeah, one of the, the biggest things when we are talking to someone, uh, especially a building owner, they're comparing the cost of a solar structure with their electricity bill. And I like, you know, that's not really a fair comparison, because if you were just go buy a carport and install it, you know, that's that has its own benefits. But now we're putting solar on it. So it now turns into a revenue center. And it's been that's been one of our biggest challenges is trying to overcome you know, okay, you're spending $1,000 a month for your electricity bill and the carport with solar is gonna, you know, and the payment will be, you know, $980 and they're like, oh, well, why would I do that? I could, you know, I'm just paying right. Well, how, how do you mean, how would you do that? I mean, it just blows right. me away that the, how did you get here? Anyway, I'm editorializing right. well, too much. Well, one of the, the uh, challenges,
2: yeah. I mean, one of the challenges I think is folks look at it like they look, they look at the economics of a carport exactly the same as they look at a ground mount or a rooftop. And really a ground mount, I mean, a, a carport, if it's done right, really adds to the aesthetic value of the site. Sure. It also um, you know, does have the benefit of shading. It protects vehicles and people from weather uh, and heat, uh, etc. Uh, and it is a really visible indicator of uh, a company's commitment to renewable energy. Uh, And so if you're going to, if you're, especially if you're going to shade a vehicle anyway, or shade a parking lot anyway, then I think it's particularly crazy not to put solar on top. You have a 30%, uh, not 30%, 21% solar (laughs) tax credit. You know, you have all of those things going for you. um, And that really helps kind of normalize the cost relative to a non-solar carport.
1: For sure. And we also, uh, we were involved in a carport for uh one of the largest malls in Oahu and mm-hmm. we designed it so the bottom you know the underside of the carport it had decking on it and we also put kind of decking on the walls right i said you know we can advertise on we can skin this so you can actually right. sell advertising space on it and you know we could essentially install rolling billboards in there so, right. and still uh, yeah still no no sales. so it was uh, a yeah.
2: Yeah, we've one day. seen some interest in that. Um, it's funny what you said about, you know, one of the things we've come up with is a, uh, a water management system mm-hmm. that keeps the bottoms of the panels clear. So with people using new bifacial panels, uh, they're able to get all the benefit of the reflectivity uh, that they would normally get instead of losing it when it's sort of right below, you know, right next to a roof, a, a, a subroof, you know, sure. so that's been pretty cool.
1: Well, and uh, water management too. I mean, there's so much water uh, mm-hmm. that drains off of carports. Right. It's very easy to collect it and store it in a, a cistern, and then yep. use it for irrigation. So, uh, I do think that you're in you know you're right, on the right track. I'm glad you're getting uh, more and more uh, business owners, property owners, government to see the logic in this, and uh, why why wouldn't you do it? Right. Uh, what do you think uh, the future holds for carports and solar? I mean, it, you know, yep. we'll find out in the next few <laughs> few days right. which direction I
0: think we're heading.
2: But... I've got a, a good friend of mine who's a CEO of a really big utility that it doesn't do a whole lot of renewable energy. Let's we'll just leave it at mm. that. And he and I are, see completely eye to eye on this, which is I'm like, hey, I'm all about making this uh, making solar the most economic solution for you. Yep. Uh, as he says that I have two mandates from public service commissions, keep the lights on and keep the electricity cheap. Hmm. And he says, I've got to do those two things. And if what you're doing aligns with those two things, I can do it all day long. But if it doesn't, I can't. And so we've been on a mission really to do that. And we're finding in a lot of markets now, we're able to provide a really positive return and put solar in places you could not possibly put solar otherwise. Uh, And that's working out really well. Um, So we're seeing a lot of that in the mid-Atlantic with water capture uh, as well. And then we're seeing it in the mid-Atlantic to northeast uh, where you really need a lot of help get, keeping the grid up uh, at peak demand, and you don't have a lot of substations to work with.
1: Well, not not only that, but uh, you can also install EV charge stations which is going to be a huge demand. Uh, we, in one of our previous podcasts, we were just talking about the monster trucks <laughs> that are coming out that are, uh, you know, they're going to need charging. Uh, and this is another huge revenue opportunity for uh, parking structures, covered solar. I spend structures.
2: far too much time looking at the Rivian website. Oh, yeah. How about the Hummer one? Yeah,
1: that too. <laughs> anyway, uh, we could go on and on, but uh, we're about out of time. So we'd love to have you back on uh, and keep on keep the discussion going. Uh, Adam, do you want to take it away? Thanks. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's not my house. <laughs> that's not my house either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, problem. no, that's my house. it. Oh, we get
2: so close to the end. Um, yeah, no problem. Okay. Yeah, that's right. right. To, we can probably edit it out and then- nope.
1: no, we, we're going to it. Wrap, wrap it up, up here. Yeah. I no know problem. that we work from Perfect. home. That's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I got Finn muted, so we're going to be wrapping it up right now. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode of Straight Talk SolarCast. And if you like this podcast, number one, share it with some friends. Number two, go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. And of course, if you have a question for an upcoming episode, feel free to go to our Facebook page, drop us a line on there, and we'll see you next time, everyone. Have a great week. Thank Thank you. you.